I just want to be an ordinary student in a university. Wait, that is not exactly what happened, right? <laughs> Find out the realities on Uni Saga. Hey there, apa kabar Malaysians and to all our Muslim friends, selamat berpuasa. So welcome back with me, Daniel C. And of course, this is Unisaga. And today, we are already on our final episode of Suara Rakyat featuring Caleb Gaw. Hey guys, how y'all doing? Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone is doing great with all these dramas right now. And of course, welcome on the show once again. Welcome back. And also, just a brief uh, introduction. Caleb is a practicing lawyer in the area of intellectual properties and defamations. And I would say he has been around the hood for quite some time now. And you know what, Caleb? It has been weeks after weeks since GE14. And it seems like the dramas of 1MDB and every other corruption stories will Never stop unfeeling. I don't know about you, but I am enjoying it so far. Well, it's not really very long. I mean, it feels like an eternity, but it's actually it's only been two weeks. Two weeks, ah, uh, and I think for the past two weeks, ah, uh, my most favorite thing that I've seen on internet would be clever, clever squirrel jump one day fall to the ground. Also, have you seen that? Have you come across that? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it was stated by uh, the president of JASA. It's turned into a kind of a joke, I think. Yeah, it's turned into a joke, and I think now people has come up with a uh, amalgamating of series of literally translated bahasa Melayu, peri bahasa into English. Now, taken out of context, it would remain a joke, but when a cultural phenomenon is repeated and people are able to understand it without being explained the context, it becomes a meme. So what we are seeing here is the birth of a meme. That's right. Which I think also speaks about the power of social media and also how it has influenced the whole political landscape this round on GE14. So, what are your views, Caleb? Well, to me, this is um, social media is the one weapon that Mahathe, old man who who is old enough to remember the Second World War as an adult, okay, managed to harness while the his very much younger rival, that was Rinajib, okay. failed. To do the same. Are you trying to say that this round on uh, Pakatan Harapan Weens is because of they have successfully utilized the power of social media, which means also recognizing that how much social media can do uh, in, in 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 winning an election. Is that what you're trying to say? Okay, Daniel, I'm going to look at the PR campaigns only. That means I will leave out the fact of the you know the rumors about Altan Tuya, One okay. MDB scandal, and all that. We're going to just look at their PR machineries. Okay, tell us about it. So on Najib's side, he utilizes social media, but not so effectively okay. because he is treating Twitter like it's TV tiger. His social media is full of things that the rakyat finds hard to swallow. You know, there are graphics, there, there's a lot of numbers, GDPs, okay. figures, gross national produce, blah, blah, blah. While on Mahathir's side, he just posts either memes or cute pictures of him and his wife. That's all he needs. Okay, but... Do you think people easily buy into memes and, and, and things like this? Because it seems like, you know, buying into memes, it seems like, okay, it's not supported by something factual, something statistical. So, I don't know. What do you think about it? Like, memes is just a simple graphic. Of course, it's very easily understandable. But one problem is how true of a meme can be sometimes. Like, how verified are the jokes portrayed in a meme? Memes don't have to be true. I mean... Okay. Uh, memes are just a cultural phenomenon 
that happens when a joke repeats itself so many times, the context no longer need to be explained to the masses. I think what you're trying to say here is that sometimes memes can perpetuate lies. Yeah, that's quite true. Sometimes, sometimes it depends yes. on how memes are are, are being used, Like because we've always got the government side and the opposition side, and I think both camps will have their own version of memes. Of course, trashing one another. So this is where sometimes some can be factual, some can be not so factual, and yeah. Okay, take take the case of Datin Sri Rosma, for instance. Okay. Oh yeah, Datin Sri Rosma's meme is one of my favorites so far. I mean, like there was one this little cute meme where this huge hippo is walking into a a river of crocs, and guess what happened next? They all turned to Birkins. Yes, <laughs> I, I saw. Yeah. But the, the thing is this: Rosma memes have been around since long before five oh nine. Okay. Remember Zuna's cartoons? Yes, yeah, the gigantic, Z- the gigantic Z- diamond. Yes. Yeah. Well, the thing is. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that she's innocent. But well, we have to wait until a court pronounces her guilty. You, of course you are familiar with the with the saying uh, innocent until proven guilty. But at this stage, even though a charge hasn't been filed against her, I'm pretty sure the large majority of Malaysians will automatically think of her as guilty. Which also brings to the whole concept of perception, am I right? This is due to memes. I see. There have been so many memes of her. That's right. You know, running around with the handbags yeah. and a huge yeah, hair. Yeah, that, that, that's very true. The whole handbags, the whole Birkin, Crocs and everything. But you know what? We're going to go on a short break first and we'll come back to elaborate more on that. Alright, hey guys. Thanks for waiting. And we're back again with me, Daniel C. And also here with me in the studio, we've got Caleb Gaw. Hey guys. Yeah, welcome back. And also, picking up from our earlier conversation, we were talking about memes. And oh, by the way, uh, important fact, do you know that voters in the age range of 21 to 39 made up probably about 40% of voters that turned out, which is also quite a huge number actually. Come to think of it, if you were to look into the age group of voters, That's right. those aged between 21 to 29, Okay. Number roughly around 17% you know, of the entire voter turnout. Yeah. So try to imagine, this is a large group of people who were not able to vote in the previous elections. That's right. But they are also the most open and the most accessible via social media. That's right. Which means since the last election, this group of people have spent five years looking at memes making fun of the Najib administration. The Najib administration could have countered this by memeing themselves. I mean, it's a great meme war. You know, how Trump won the American elections? Trump supporters, especially the alt-right on social media, are referring to it as a great meme war. Serious? Yes. But the problem about the Najib administration is that he did not wage war. He just sat there and he took everything. He didn't meme balik. For example, he could have made Anwar memes, right? Anwar was convicted of sodomy. And if uh, you know what it was like to grow up... Uh, uh, as a gay man, you would know that it's so easy to be, make fun of homosexuality. But I think that would be a but really bad turn as well. Because if ever Najib were to make memes out of that, I think the whole LGBT society would really turn their back against uh, virus and national. Uh, at this stage, they are a minority that is too small to influence the, the elections. What I would like to point out is that Najib missed this opportunity. He could have done so, but he did not. I'm not saying whether... I'm not saying that Anwar is or isn't guilty. I'm just saying That's that right. Najib's team did not go on an offensive the way that the opposition's team did. Opposition never let down. The previous IGP Ketua Twitter Negara <laughs> Okay, what happened? 
they, they have made Rosma the lady with the thousand two hundred ringgit hairstyle. Okay, yeah. Uh, Najib has become abang kepit or abang klepit. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? Like because he tends to you know clench his. Legs I see Oh, pit, oh, oh Okay okay Wow that is so mean <coughs> That is so mean That is social media I know it's mean But hey People have been driven To suicide by social media Meanness but, This but is th- nothing But then again Are you saying That the opposition Then before GE14 They had a team To generate memes Or or or, or, or is it that All these memes Are basically Randomly generated From people That don't really Like the government Then I would say The latter you okay. see, uh, ever since the previous January election, the go- the government pula, it's a bit hard calling. Yeah, that's right. We're still trying to get Barisa used to like, Na- yeah. Barisa National yeah. keeps claiming that the DAP employs a top secret online army known as the RBA, Red Bean Army. Okay. Well, I I I believe that this simply isn't true. That they don't exist. Because the imagine RBA would be a group of people like a Russian troll farm. If you're mm-hmm. aware of what a Russian troll farm is, working together in some dark basement while drawing a DAP paycheck, I believe that no such thing exists. Instead, it's relying on purely on momentum. Ordinary citizens like you and me, we get tickled by the fact that Rosma is running around with twenty four million ringgit on her finger. That is very right. And so they get inspired to make memes of their own. And memes inspire memes. It snowballs into a cultural phenomenon. That is how why we are seeing lots of memes one after another, right? Am I? Yes. Take the most latest meme to break out just today. It's the hashtag police is so small. And for our listeners who are listening in the future, today is the twenty fourth of May. Yeah, we are actually recording uh, weeks ahead. So if the time you're listening to this, it might be an old meme already. But yeah, what what was the meme that you were referring to? So if you recall, there was this drama, you know, in police. Because the latest Menteri Besar, although he's from Barisan National, he's not condoned by Amno and Barisan National. Okay. But the Raja of Police wants him to be the Menteri Besar. So as a result, uh, immediately after he angkat sumpah, mm-hmm. the Menteri Besar of Police was expelled from Amno by the Police. Some call him the Warlord of Amno. All right. Uh, Datuk Shaidan. Okay. So what kind of ending are we seeing? So is he really going to kena pecat or is he still going to stay in position as Well, he, here's the thing. The joke is that all this doesn't matter because police is so small. Yep. So it sparked off a Twitter phenomenon, a tsunami of hashtags. What, what hashtag is that? Just to make fun of how small police is so that all this drama seems uh, in... What's the word? Irrelevant. Uh, irrelevant. Yeah, irrelevant. Ah, like for, for instance, I I saw one meme. Uh police is so small. The annual budget for the entire state is the cost of one Birkin handbag. What the hell? Seriously, that little? I I, I don't know. I like it. Well, maybe it's because police is not you really don't have to take it developed, so that's why also. Oh, police is so small. Uh when my grandmother and police cooks, my family in Kedah can smell what she's cooking. <laughs> what the hell? Okay, that's a really funny one. But of Police course- is so small. Uh, for the 100 meter dash, the finish line is in Kedah. Okay, all right. So then you get what I'm trying so, so, to say. Yeah, so you can you can actually roughly imagine like how small Perlis is, la. Correct. And what this this meme has succeeded in doing is to turn what seemed to be a very serious and dramatic political maneuver into a joke. Yeah, that's it makes quite- Shahidan look like a clown. 
I see. Okay, and this also brings to my final question. With the strong emergence of new media, memes falls under new media. How do we differentiate between real and fake news? Because the dilemma here is audiences are too quick into buying what they read, uh, what they see without evaluating it. So, And sometimes it could possibly be fake news as well. So how do we differentiate real news and fake news? Ah, you just Google lah. I mean, like, but but that's the thing. There's yeah, there's it, it, it's the most effective way. You see, when when we are talking about you know the uh, social media and allegations, I'm not going to call them memes. I'm going to call them allegations. All right. Because it could be a joke, but it has serious implications. Okay. Like for instance, try to imagine yourself in a pre-general election Malaysia. Okay. You're actually accusing the wife of the prime minister of a terrible crime. Now, she could sue somebody for defamation. That's right. So, in defamation, you have to make an allegation in order to fulfill the elements of defamation. You have to make a statement of fact. For example, if I were to write on social media, Adakah Datin Seri Rosman mencuri duit rakyat? Question mark. That's right. But that that, is... That's not the defamation because I post it in the form of a question. I see. Okay. However, if I were to make a statement on social media, I post a picture of her running around with a gigantic jewel on her finger. That's right. And I caption it, Rosma pencuri perumpak duit rakyat. That would be a That would a be statement. defamatory. Okay. Alright. But I don't think so the citizens can be charged defamatory because I don't think so there's they any... Can. They, they can. They can. As long as uh, the plaintiff, uh, Datin Sri Rosma in this case, singles out one particular individual to sue, she can. There is no exact way to find out whether it's real or, or, or fake. I mean, this problem has been plaguing the, the internet uh, since its very inception in the 1980s. Some facts can be googled, some facts can't. I mean, if you were to look up whether Rosma is a thief or not, you will see all sorts of articles from Sawat Report and Free Malaysia today that are based on leaked documents and rumours. But there hasn't been an actual court prosecution. And like I said, this being a common law country, innocent until proven guilty. Yep, that's right. So, okay. So, it is very insightful. But okay, let's discuss on our final take. So, do you think social media really plays a huge role at the end of the day? I mean, like, let's say, let's say if BN would ever want to get their games back on and, and maybe become the government in, in the next election, do you think the most powerful tool that they can they can start uh, utilizing would be social media. Oh, definitely. And the most effective user of it is Kairi Jamaluddin, as we can see. See, Najib go and post pictures of his cat and stuff. Kairi poses around with, you know, mm-hmm. uh, young participants in competitions. Yep. And, oh, oh, let's not forget the choke me daddy phenomenon that oh, broke yeah. out a few months ago. He was questioning like, what is daddy, right? He was, he was sort of like asking. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody was uh, commenting, Chuk me, daddy. Cheki so, aku, ayah handa. Yeah, so then it went a little bit viral since then. Yes, now that added a lot of good creds to his, uh, to how society perceives him, you see. So, unfortunately, he is the only major leader in Barasa National to utilize that. I, I could say that the worst user of social media is not Amno, but MCA. They, they posted those ridiculous videos a few years ago, mm-hmm. if you recall. Okay. Uh, love is in the air. Okay, I think I did. I, I, and you I, I see a few middle aged yeah. uncles and aunties staring into the void. Da, 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 da. Okay. It so, only made them a bigger source of ridicule. I see. So, so our final take here is like if the current opposition, which is Barisan National, wants to step up the game, they have to beat or the, they have to beat Pakatan. With social media, this, with memes, and, and correct. Sort of. They have to win the meme war. 
I see. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Looks like our time is up. And yeah, like I was saying, thank you so much for sharing on our final Swara Rakyat's political episode. And it has been much fun. And as many camps there are out there, be it if you're with the opposition or government side, do remember, I think at the end of the day, we're all still Malaysians, I would say. Yeah. Extremely polarized Malaysians. Yeah, sort of, but hey, I mean, like, we all do share one common goal, which is achieving. I hope we can still achieve uh, what was on 2020, though. Do yeah, you think? Um, well, I think it will be quite amazing, but yeah, anything's possible. We managed to survive a revolution. I wouldn't say that this is a change of government, this is a whole revolution, you know. That's right. And, and yet, the ringgit survived, the, the stock market didn't crash. That's true. So, so let's hope the one thing that, that as a good sign. Really, yeah. Okay, that's amazing. And let's hope for a better Malaysia with the new government. And we'll see how things goes in the next coming few weeks. Alright, peace. So that is all for this episode. Do follow us closely next week. We are going to come up with more new stuff. And also, next week is already Raya. So people, enjoy your Raya. Drive home. We'll come up with something with Raya perhaps next week. And don't forget to find us closely on Ice Kacang Podcast. You can do so by downloading the app. Follow us on Facebook, IG, Twitter. All only on Ice Kacang MY. Or you can also check me out on my IG at I am Daniel O'Neill. Until next week, that is all. This is Daniel C. Okay, be gone.